It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas. And I'm Todd Marquardt, your host. Decisions about your future can be difficult, but at Falcon Bank, their trust department can make planning for tomorrow a positive experience. From estate planning and administration of trust to investment management, including real estate, and mineral management, Falcon Bank offers solutions with an honest evaluation of what you need. Call Falcon Bank at 210-489-4150 to discuss how they may be of service to you. So now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law license, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only, and is not to be construed as tax, investment, or legal advice. Although the information gathered has been believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Absolutely. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing, or failing to do your will. Please help Pastor Philip Doublestein, Christiana, and me give good information to the listeners about the law and gospel of estrangement today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So it's great to have you back with us, Pastor. Thank you again for giving us a piece of your Saturday. Yeah, thanks for having me back. It's a it's an honor, a privilege to be here. And uh, I guess you liked me enough that that you said, hey, we want this guy back. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of pastors out there, but there's very few brave pastors. Oh, you mean, no, there are very few (laughs) pastors who are available on a Saturday. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of that, my favorite part about Talk Law Radio is our Law and Gospel series. Sermons at my church always included both the Law, the Old Testament, and the Gospel. And so when I was thinking about this show, I thought, well, instead of talking about the Old Testament, I could just talk about Texas Law. And and then I would bring in a pastor to talk about the Gospel. So i like to talk about the current law, which requires us to do things or forbids us from doing other things. And then we'll talk to Pastor Doublestein about what the Bible says that Christians should do or not do 
with regards to estrangement of uh, personal and family relationships. So what exactly is estrangement, though, Mr. Marquardt? Well, if I, if I go to the definition from a book that I read, um, it, it's a book by Kylie Aglias, who said in her book, Family Estrangement, A Matter of Perspective, She's a real professor who teaches about estrangement. She said, family estrangement is larger than conflict, more complicated than betrayal. It is entwined with perception, conflicting beliefs, values, behaviors, and goals. Most people know estrangement when they see it or when they feel it. So we'll talk about some examples. Some examples in the law, though, are like divorce, um, family violence. Those are all estrangement events. And uh, I thought of when uh, juveniles want to be emancipated, all all the times I've ever heard of it, it was because of estrangement in the family. Mm -hmm. What what other examples can you guys think of? um, There's a big one that actually took a hold of Twitter and TikTok of uh, the daughter of Kellyanne Conway and George Conway that the daughter felt there was so much tension in the household um, that they needed to separate from the family um, and that because of that, not a lot of people are understanding of, oh, is the teenage daughter just looking for attention and she's just exaggerating what's going on at home or should this be taken seriously? And that's a lot of struggle for youths who are in uh, conflicted family chemistries. Before we get into estrangement too much, uh, let's remind our audience uh, who Pastor Doublestein is and, and where he's coming from. Uh, there, what, what was the episode? I don't even remember. It was a, yeah, a usury, few back. Usury and That's insurance, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so tell us what's new with you. Uh, well, thanks for asking. Uh, I guess we're changing tones here for a second. We, we kind of dived in there real quick with the, <laughs> yeah, uh, with, with estrangement. A uh, sure. Um, I could talk about myself for a few minutes. Um, so I'm Pastor Philip Doublestein, and I am planting a church at, in the Brooks area. Um, we, we have a, a location. We have a time frame. Um, and praise God that, uh, that he has only, uh, we've only lost a little bit of time, even through all of this COVID stuff. So um, we will be uh, worshiping at, uh, at Mix Fit San Antonio, which is on the Brooks campus, uh, former Brooks uh, Air Force Base. And uh, uh, we're, we're starting a coffee truck, coffee trailer, uh, so that we're, we're, we're doing evangelical coffee. Uh, awesome. We're, we're going out to you. Um, and, and so we're, you, you can see um, I, brought some, some I brought some coffee for, uh, for our host and producer, um, and that's Matt's Good Coffee, and he is a local roaster. Uh, he lives off of 281 Roasts out of his garage, um, but does a really good job of it. Uh, you can get his coffee at, on Saturdays at the uh, Hebner Oaks Market Days. Um, but he's going to be our coffee roaster. We're going to be brewing his coffee, and, um, and we're going to make it our own. So uh, uh, look for that. It's going to start up in October, and so that's when where, we're going to start worshiping. What would be like the cross street where people could find the, the mixed 
Oh, mixed fit. Mixed fit. Uh, so, so South New Braunfels. If you take that back into um, into the Brooks campus, you go past the, the big Brooks signs, and there's an embassy suite, and there's a, an apartment complex there. And take your first uh, right by the the Via Station, mm-hmm. and then your next left street, and go back to the the. Um, uh, it's you, so you take a right on Sydney Brooks and then a left, and I, for, I think it's Aero Medical um, is the is the street, and you kind of got a zigzag back in there, um, but it's a uh, uh, it's on Flight Nurse. So if you Google uh, Mix Fit and look up, it, it's the one on Flight Nurse Road. And so, what will worship look like with um, amid the pandemic? Well, we're we're thankful that we're going to be able to start uh, small. Um, we're not doing a huge launch, which is sometimes the case with some church plants as they, they get 50 families from another church and they start out. Um, we're starting small. It's sort of a grassroots thing. Um, and, and we're told, I think that everybody knows, we're, we're, we've been told that we're on track to have a vaccination by the end of the year uh, for COVID. And so we had already planned on having our sort of full launch take place um, right around the new year. So, okay. um, so we're still on track, and, and as long as the vaccination happens, uh, our big full launch will be in the new year. But we're going to start worshiping in October with our, with our core team and just sort of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Christiana, where are we going with this estrangement when we come back from the break? Well, what we'd like to be able to do is cover what kind of scenarios cause estrangement, what laws get involved that either help heal the estranged family members or make sure that they stay apart for whatever health reasons or mental reasons that could be endangering them. If you have any stories that you want to share, fortunately, by having the pastor here in person, we can take calls if you dial now at 210-308-308. 8867 or if you don't want to be on the radio you can send your comments to our Facebook Talk Law Radio with the Scales of Justice just type that in look for the red and blue Scales of Justice and we'll be back right after this commercial again the phone number though if you want to try and get a prize 210-308-8867 we'll be right back You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and we have a special guest returned here with us today, Pastor Philip Doublestein Stein. Forgive me for Stein, that. Stein. <laughs> Pastor Philip Doublestein. I can't there even say it without a mask on. <laughs> so what I said quickly before the end of the first segment was you can either call in to share your stories about why you have estranged family members, why you don't want to talk with them or have them involved close in your family anymore. 
And we're also giving a prize, not for the best story about estrangement, but rather we now have Talk Law Radio merchandise. Going along with the coffee that the pastor has given us this morning to taste test, we have a new coffee mug of Talk Law Radio with the information about when to tune in for us. So if you dial 210-308-8867, you can either share your stories of estrangement or you can try and be the winner of the one cup giveaway that we're doing this morning. Well, we'd appreciate a question either about the law or gospel. Um, What I was saying before the break was sometimes estrangement leads to divorce between married people. Sometimes it... uh, between parent and child could leave, lead to juvenile emancipation. It could lead to disinheritance, or it could lead to uh, protective orders uh, because of family violence. So uh, abuse is certainly a good reason to um, walk away from a, a bad relationship. Um, but if it's something that maybe you don't understand— Sometimes estrangement happens uh, unwittingly uh, because of something you said or did or didn't do or didn't say, and uh, it's all based on perception sometimes. I'd like to branch out a little bit about types of abuse that goes on in families. Um, Very, very often physical abuse is not condoned. Um, it's it's not helpful, especially to women and children. Whether the the mom or the dad thinks that they deserve it, um, thinks that it's just their way of disciplining, it doesn't really teach them to listen to you and to follow your rules, but rather to fear you and to find a different way of not getting caught. Yeah, and so that might be a reason that juveniles would be estranged from their parents, right? Yes, and it's also emotional and verbal abuse that ends up affecting their psyche because as mm-hmm. children, we're still developing. We're still trying to understand what the world is about and what the influence is of others and how the parents' hostility sometimes ends up making them feel like they can't express themselves. They can't communicate. And there's two famous cases of this, right? Um, There's Macaulay Culkin, uh, the the child actor from Home Alone, whose uh, juvenile emancipation case played out in the news. And uh, I believe the, the report I read said that he's still estranged from his father, Uh, What was another case? There's actually a little farther back than that. Roseanne Barr of the TV show Roseanne, she became estranged from her family back in 1991 after a decade-long battle in which Roseanne alleged that her parents had abused her. Yeah, and then there was Drew Barrymore. Uh, I heard that, that she had been emancipated from her parents, too. Right. She was only 15 years old, and that was... Before there was a, a lot of um, a lot of understanding of why children just want to go out on their own and attempt to grow up so fast, but uh, she had left a quote 
back in 2014 saying that it's the hardest subject in her life, that she never had been angry with her parents, but rather that she felt guilt and empathy and utter sensitivity and understanding that they really couldn't be at e in each other's lives anymore at that point. And I resonate with that because I understand that some of my actions that I did with my parents caused me to have them be disappointed in me and understanding that that disappointment was from my own actions it's like will i ever really be forgiven yeah i'm sorry that you had to go through that the law does allow children to emancipate themselves but they have to fall under certain circumstances uh, pastor the bible says uh, lots of things about the relationship between parents and children right Absolutely, yeah. That's where we get our, uh, our our norm for what it for what family is supposed to look like, um, and I, I I would challenge or defy any um, psychological periodical or DSM to um, uh, to say anything against what the Bible says uh, right. for for what a healthy relationship is supposed to look like. It's supposed to be loving, right? Um, abuse is never okay physical abuse uh, emotional abuse if you know somebody who's being abused or if uh, if you yourself are being abused you need to get help uh first of all and and you need to get out of the situation um and and then second of all um you need to realize that it's not your fault right um but more than that, uh, if, we're, if we're just looking at estrangement itself, you said you brought up some classic examples, right? Macaulay Culkin, um, Drew Barrymore, uh, these people who um, uh, their, their parents were, were using them, abusing them, um, and they, they needed to, to get away. Um, and it, more, than, more than just uh, psychology trying to catch up to what, what it means to be an adolescent and what it means to be an adult, psychology also didn't really know uh, or talk about, we, you know, society didn't talk about um, the, the, the mental um, uh, taxation uh, that, that being a child actor, mm -hmm. uh, the toll that it takes on, on these ch child actors. And, and now we, now we're starting to see that because people are actually feeling free to open up and talk about estrangement and abuse. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we're starting to believe victims, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Another type of estrangement that I read about, thank God it hasn't happened in my family is uh, when uh, an in-law sort of splits apart a parent and child, you know, whether it's a daughter-in-law or a son-in-law. Uh, I think when I was doing the probate episode, I talked about the witch <laughs> and, and the jerk <laughs> that marries your loving, uh, adorable angel of a child uh, that, that just sort of drives a wedge in that relationship. And, well, the, the, and this is why, why Scripture, again, you go back to, uh, to even Old Testament Scripture, uh, and here we have a, a, a solution, right? Um, when a man is married, he, he, uh, he cleaves to his wife. He leaves his parents, mm -hmm. right? He leaves his parents. Um, and, and not, not in, in normal circumstances, in a very healthy and, and natural way. Um, but the two, husband and wife, are supposed to put each other first, Right. Um, so, yes, parents are important. Yes, uh, there is the fourth commandment, honor your parents. Um, but, uh, but now the priority goes to the spouse. 
Right. right. And that's, that is not the same as estrangement. Uh, that, is, that is the normal sort of rhythm of things. Yeah. But it could cause estrangement. It, it, and, like, and I, like I know that, it does. Like yeah. in that movie, um, Adam's Family Values, that was the second one yeah. where uh, Fester gets married and his new wife forbids him from spending time with uh, the, the Adams family, Gomez and the kids and everybody. Right. Anyway, that's uh, some comic relief for you. Just think about Adams family. <laughs> or also The Visit um, that was released in 2015. Um, sorry. Nope. Wrong movie. This is where I leave you. I'm trying to think about comedy. The Visit. <laughs> Watch at your own risk. But um, This is Where I Leave You is about an estranged adult son that attends his father's funeral and is forced to sit Shiva, which is a Jewish tradition that they all need to remain under the same roof for one whole week with his three other siblings and the mother and chaos, but eventually reconciliation pursues throughout the movie. Um, so not just in the Christian faith, but in many different other beliefs of family cultures and tension that there's different reasons for why they get estranged because of their values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I see in my practice where I do... Uh, last wills, living trusts, and estate planning is when some a client's telling me that they want to disinherit a child because they're estranged. It, and what I get from hearing these stories is that nobody's proud of estrangement. Whether it was their fault or whether it was my fault, uh, neither party is, is proud that there's a, a broken relationship there. And so that's when, you know, they, they feel like they have to do that because uh, the default law, the law of intestacy, what happens if you die without a will, says that if you don't write a will, at least in Texas, um, th- there's a whole uh, statutory scheme that says where your assets are going to go. And it could go to a family member that you're uh, no longer in fellowship with, and so you have an opportunity there to leave it to who you want. Um, and I'm I'm always uh, a little bit bummed out that there's a a division in the family like that. I I don't like estrangement. Of course, I I do what the client wants me to do as far as putting that in their estate plan. So we are about to come up on a commercial. I'd like to get more into being disinherited but forgetting to get it put on paper uh this is talk law radio we are doing a giveaway and a call-in request from anybody who's listening that wants to share their stories and experiences about having estranged and estranged and distant family members so if you call in and you would like to win a free coffee cup of talk law radio with our logo on it and the information to share with your friends about when to tune in for our show call us at 210-308-8867 so what happens mr marcourt when someone has the mindset to want to disinherit somebody but they pass away before they can update their will does People, does the state follow what the surviving family members say? And it's like, no, we don't want to deal with this person anymore. They were written off decades ago, and they don't deserve anything of the inheritance. Yeah, that that's exactly what happens. If you don't write down 
who your beneficiaries are going to be than the state of Texas says uh, who would be entitled to it. But you still have to do something to get that process started. And part of that process is where the probate court will appoint another attorney, which they call the attorney ad litem, which, which is Latin for just this case, to investigate and see whether there are unknown heirs. So they have to find out whether there's other family members that exist. And uh, sometimes it's the black sheep that moved to California years ago. They say, oh. It's like being a landman, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You have to find these people, investigate. You've heard of landmen having to do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, landman is, a, is an oil term uh, right. where they, they find oil or they speculate oil, and then they, the landman goes and, and either purchases it or finds out who owns the land. Uh, and this sounds like the same thing for this yeah, ad litem. It is. Yep. And, um,. Most recently, the the story of Superman, the m- new movie that came out with Henry Cavill, I believe it was. Um, the movie starts off with Lex Luthor visiting this old dying woman, and the rest of her family, who had been estranged for years, are all waiting to see what happens with the will. And right before the woman can sign it and say, you know, I do leave everything to you, Lex, and she passes away and Lex goes ahead and signs her signature. Is there any way to authenticate changes a document when people are on their deathbed, Mr. Marcourt? Can you answer that when we return from commercial? Sure, yeah. All right, so stay tuned. It's going to be a bit of a commercial break, but we'll be back here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marcourt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Viegas, and we have our special guest returning, Pastor Philip Doublestein. We've been covering the topic of estrangement, and we are having a giveaway. If you call in by dialing 210-308-8867, you can have a chance to share with us your stories and experiences of having estranged family members, loved ones, or ex-loved ones in this sense. And if you'd like to get a cup of the Talk Law Radio logo, just send in that request by dialing 210-308-8867. I asked before the break, Mr. Marcourt, about what happens when people end up having an estate plan and they update it or forget to update it right before they pass away. But Well, your question was if Lex Luthor signs the lady's will... Is there a way is, is of authenticating? Well, it, it's not legal. That's fraud. But you're right. You might have to do something to figure out whether that's a, a real signature or not. And so there are handwriting experts out there that you would probably ask to testify. You would have other witnesses to testify about the handwriting, the signature. Um, we've had to get uh, witnesses that... Uh, were co-workers with the deceased person and said, I I recognize that signature because uh, she or he signed the checks for our our payroll. Uh, We've had uh, some who who brought in, like, greeting cards for birthdays and other holidays and said, yeah, I got cards on, on those holidays and that looks like it. But 
you have to be the one to hire a lawyer that says uh, that's not his or her signature. And that would be a chaotic event. And if you die without a will, that's a chaotic event. And uh, so in in the law, there's a process to help smooth out the chaos. And uh, in the Bible, we find the same thing, right, Pastor? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting that, that that's a, the, a an overarching theme in Scripture is um, there was chaos, and then there's order, right? Um, Genesis 1-1, right? In the beginning, mm-hmm. there was, right? right. There, was God, there was nothing, right? And then God spoke everything into being. So God is a God of order. Um, and when we are estranged from somebody, or, or in in this case, legally speaking, right, when there's when there's some ambiguity uh, with when in regards to relationship, that is a form of chaos. Um, and so, what God does is he he gives the remedy, the remedy, the order to that chaos. Um, and in this case, it's reconciliation, right? Um, so. Uh, that's what. That's really the the remedy. That's really the opposite. Um, a lot of people think that the opposite of estrangement is familiarity, right? Because we think of estrangement as being, um, you know, somebody is is gone and we're unfamiliar with them anymore. Um, but really, the opposite of estrangement is not familiarity. It is reconciliation. You you, you see, um, and that is what. The New Testament, uh, really the Old Testament too, but that's what all of Scripture, I would say, is about. Well, I didn't think of it till just now, but when uh, Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden and they were hiding from God, that's they, estrangement. Exactly. And that, that's what sin does, is, is sin estranges us from God. It estranges us from, from one another often. Um, and so just like we need reconciliation in our own lives, we need reconciliation with God, right? Uh, you don't need to teach a child how to lie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they do it naturally. They, they choose to estrange themselves from, from the truth, from you. Um, but you need to teach a child to say, I'm sorry, to say, please forgive me. Right. Um, we need to teach people to say, I forgive you or I accept your apology, um, those are things that um, that God's word comes into our lives and teaches us how to do to restore order, to um, to solve estrangement, to to reunite people. So, and how do you think that uh, God reconciled the the sin in the Garden of Eden? Well, in that moment, He made a promise. In that moment, He made a promise that that uh, the offspring of Adam and Eve. Many years down the line, uh, would uh, would crush Satan's head, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that's Jesus, this Jesus of Nazareth, who comes as the Messiah, the promised one. And so God restores the order by making a promise, um, and that promise is extended again to Abraham and, and down on through the line until Jesus comes um, to make good on that promise. And so Jesus is this this awaited restoration. Um, reconciliation mm-hmm. that all of Israel, all of the Old Testament is pointing to. Yeah. Awesome. So a lot of people interpret the word on so many different levels. Sometimes it's for helping others and sometimes it's for their own uh, stroking their own ego and fulfilling their own purposes. But what I'm interpreting from this 
is God and Jesus are unconditional love and they have everlasting forgiveness for us. But the problem is that it's the person who did the deed that feels estranged from God that they end up forgetting to attend church. They end up having a a small slip into sin and they feel like, oh, I'm never going to be forgiven. But the problem is, is that they've already forgiven us and they're just waiting for us to come back and be sincere in our apology and say, would you forgive me? And by hearing that you're forgiven, it's that sense of fulfillment, like, oh, everything's going to be okay as long as I don't backslide again. So how can we be reconciled? I mean, if we're feeling that way today. Uh, well, it's, um, it's, it's funny. If, if your listeners uh, have ever been to a liturgical church, so uh, like think of like a Catholic church or some sort of a high, a high church. I'm not talking about um, like contemporary worship services, but like a, a liturgical worship service. Uh, after they say, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen, the next words that come out are usually... If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's a, it's, it's something that uh, obviously I grew up in the church, right. and so I, and so I've had this memorized. This is actually from Scripture. Um, if we aim to be reconciled, we first have to start with the truth, and the truth is, I am a sinner. You are a sinner, right? Um, the truth is. I don't deserve anything good, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I am not perfect. And so in order for me to say I deserve everything that is really great automatically puts me at estrangement in an estrangement situation with everybody I know because they don't love me perfectly, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Everybody's love kind of waxes and wanes, right? Um, As far as their, their, uh, the way that they demonstrate it. And so, um, and so when we realize that we don't deserve anything good, then we can actually see the good for what it is. That's, that's the sort of thing that, that our, our culture seems to not understand about the Christian faith, is that when we say we are not perfect, what we're saying is that, is that I can start to see the good. When I know I don't deserve it, that's when it is beautiful. Because otherwise, it's just expected, and it's not actually good, right? Mm-hmm. It's just normal or just is what it is. Um, but you know, when somebody is really, really honestly, genuinely, authentically good to you, um, that feels good, right? Right. Um, and, and it's not something that's expected hardly anymore. And that's, uh, I, that, I think that that's, just, that's what God gives us is, um, is reconciliation instead of estrangement. I tell my wife all the time, you're too good to me. <laughs> uh, brings to mind the story of the prodigal son. Um, has, has some themes that I'm familiar with where uh, a child asks his father if he can have his inheritance before the father dies. And, and then he goes off and, and blows the money. And so where's, where's the gospel lesson in that, Pastor? <laughs> uh, the prodigal son is one of my favorite teachings from Jesus because you can, you can try this out. Go and, go and open up, open up your, your scripture, right? Uh, I think it's uh, John chapter 6 or John chapter 5. Um, and, uh, and, and read it. And put yourself in the shoes of the, of the prodigal son. 
prodigal just means wasteful. Uh, put yourself in the shoes of the father. Put yourself in the shoes of the elder brother. Uh, the gospel here uh, is that through, through this estrangement, the, uh, the love of the father is made perfect for his son, right? If, there's, if there are two sons and they both do exactly what they should do and the, 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 um, the father loves the son, uh, it's just a sort of normal, normal relationship. Right, and, that's and what they we should, all hope for. And that, right, <laughs> and, and so we can kind of, quote, unquote, expect this relationship. But when the son does the, the painful, unexpected thing of saying, Dad, I wish that you were dead so that I could have that money. But since I'm not going to kill you, can I just have the money? And dad says, all right, here you go. Um, and, and so the, when the son comes back, we realize just how much the father loves the son. Unconditional love. Unconditional. Yep. But not all family members have that unconditional forgiveness as there was with the older brother. If we can touch on that a little bit about what family members who mm-hmm. were close to someone end up interfering with that reconciliation to take effect and to start mending that relationship. So stay tuned after this commercial break. We are still trying to give away this free cup of Talk Law Radio by dialing 210-308-8867. And if you want to share any stories, comment in our Facebook live stream. Talk Law Radio with the red and blue scales of justice. But we'll be right back after this commercial break. So stay tuned. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place. And Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. It can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Viegas, and we have our special guest returned, Pastor Philip Doublestein. If you've missed most of our show this morning, you can be able to follow us on Facebook and watch the live stream once it's finished recording. We've been talking about estrangement. Right before the break, the classic biblical story of the prodigal son where there's one son who asks for his inheritance, goes off, blows it, and then comes back begging forgiveness for his father, understanding all the wrong choices that he made. And the father welcomes him back with open arms. They have a huge party. He's ready to get back in the family. But there's always that one family member who just still doesn't want to let things go. (laughs) So what kind of Legal ramifications, can we find, Mr. Marcord, of family members who don't want to allow that estranged family member to come back and well, make amends, especially if the se- if the person is a senior and they're not all mentally stable? Yeah, we see that in uh, guardianship cases and family caregiver cases where uh, somebody seemingly wants to uh, make amends and reconcile uh, but by that time, the uh, the parent-child relationship usually is um, such that the the parent has lost some ability to communicate 
or to understand because of Alzheimer's or dementia or heart attack or stroke. And the child that has been doing the care, taking care, um, is wondering, what are you doing here? And it reminds me of an actual uh, person who I knew a while back who came from California to take care of her mom. The reason that she came was because her sister died, and her sister was the one taking care of her mom. And uh, just through conversation found out that uh, the daughter from California had been estranged uh, for very good reasons, uh, but she was coming back to take care of her mom nonetheless. And I I thought, I I think I even told her, you're a saint (laughs) because you're going to do this anyway. And and there's a similar aspect to that in the prodigal son story. The other son was upset, right? Yeah. So what do we learn from what the Bible says about the other son? Well, I think it goes back to what we said about deserving, right? Um, we we are all imperfect, and so none of us deserves anything uh, good. Um, and so so the but the prodigal the prodigal son comes back, uh, and he. We're, we're expected to understand that he doesn't deserve anything good, right? That's how we all are. We can all identify with the prodigal. Um, but some of us can also uh, identify with, with the eldest son, who uh, is sort of the righteous one. Um, and he's always been with the father. He's always been in good co- communication. But now he won't attend the party that the father is, uh, is throwing for, for the youngest son because, mm-hmm. uh, because he's jealous, um, he doesn't want uh, uh, the, the his younger brother to receive anything good. He wants um, him to get what he deserves. Exactly, exactly. Um, and and I think that I think that that's uh, that can be where we fall um, when we when we want to exclude someone or where we want when we want to um, exclude ourselves from someone. Uh, and that's where reconciliation, we were, were reminded that reconciliation uh, doesn't have to come from a cataclysmic life event. Reconciliation is a daily thing, right? Uh, for those of you who are listening, who are married, you know this. You right. know reconciliation yes. is a daily thing, right? Um, for those of you who have kids, you know reconciliation is a Most human beings understand that, uh, that we constantly need reconciliation. How about if that person's deceased? How how can how can God help us reconcile with with something that happened to us? Maybe even a traumatic event that happened to us when we were a little child. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really glad that you posed this question because I think that all of us have some sort of baggage from our childhood. Uh, whether even if you grew up and you had the most charmed childhood that you could even mm-hmm. uh, you could possibly ask for, um, you, you have something. Um, if you're in a situation where there is no hope for reconciling with a person, there can still be reconciliation. We, we, we're, as humans, we need that sort of relational reconciliation. We need uh, that closure that oftentimes goes unmet when people die before we're able to reconcile. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we have a God that operates outside of time and space where where he is not limited to the the present and the future only he can he also can go into those those moments in your past uh and and heal and heal those things and and and, and great healing i've seen uh, a lot of a lot of really wonderful things happen when people realize 
I can pray that God would go back and went to that time when I was 12 years old and, and, I, and that, that thing happened, right? And, and it just made my relationships awkward and there's no way that I can move forward except for the reconciliation that only God can give. And Amen. So, so God, go there. Go there and, and help me reconcile. Help my heart to heal, right? Yeah, that's awesome. So if, if you have somebody that you've been struggling with um, and they're no longer here to reconcile with, you can pray for that. Right, and I would say if you, if, you do ha- if that is the situation that you're in right now, a practical step, go and talk to a pastor who actually believes in God, <laughs> who actually yeah. believes that God uh, transcends time and, and space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and if, you, if you have a, a pastor or a spiritual mentor that you can go to for that, uh, that can be hugely important for the future of your life. What I would like to bring up, though, I know a majority of our audience is going to be listening and they are Christian followers or have Catholic views, but sometimes they have friends and family that absolutely want nothing to do with that belief. And some of them are either atheists, they're either agnostic, or they have uh, dark cultures that they follow. And sometimes that's the reason for estrangement is because they're so polarized in what their beliefs are and who it is that they want to worship and respect um so i think one of the best things if you can't have them accept christ right off the bat the first step to do is to still try and communicate because it you don't have to have the same beliefs in order to reach reconciliation you can stay firm in your beliefs and understanding that the lord god is your savior and that you hope that they the Lord moves over that person to protect them no matter what their life choices are so long as you have you know reached across the aisle to communicate with them and let them know what you are feeling and what you understand and try and have an open mind about where they're coming from and respect their boundaries right yeah i i think that you know there there are two people involved right um and if you are listening to, to this program and you, you're in this situation where you, you follow Jesus and you know that there's reconciliation needs to happen, but you're following, you're, you need reconciliation with somebody who, uh, who doesn't have, have that same faith or doesn't have those same values, just realize that, that Christ has set you free for freedom. Right? That's what Scripture tells us. For freedom, Christ has set us free. And so you, you are the one who, who needs to act in this situation. Um, and you're the one who needs to be an agent of that reconciliation. That's what God is calling you to. Um, on the other hand, someone who, who has rejected the faith or who, who doesn't know the faith, don't expect anything from them. Uh, right when we were talking about usury, we said lend without expecting anything in return. Right, right? Uh, now when we're talking about estrangement, love without expecting anything in return. Um, the Bible talks about it, uh, us being either spiritually alive or spiritually dead. And if you don't have faith, the Bible tells us spiritual it's spiritual death. Right? So what do you expect from a dead person? 
Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. So except, I thought that was a trick question. Right. Except for legacy, which is something that Marquardt Law Firm that helps sponsor this show I focuses see what you on. Did that. <laughs> it focuses on a lot. We 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 try so hard as individuals to make an impression on people around us or our community to leave behind a legacy that we can be remembered for. But mm-hmm. how someone else remembers their interaction, that legacy might be completely different. Right. So. Are, is there anything, Mr. Marcord and Pastor, that you want to share about a legacy you hope people remember you for? Well, I, my legacy for the kids is I hope that they remember that uh, Dad was a, a Christian and a, a very religious man, and, and we could see it around the house, and uh, he encouraged us to, to believe and to help others. Um, and before we get to uh, Pastor Doublestein, I wanted to let you know that uh, Deidre Neal uh, said to say hi. Oh, hi, De- hi, Deidre. <laughs> she's watching you on Facebook. She's a fan of yours. Uh, so what what do you think that your legacy will be, or what do you want it to be? Well, uh, let me preface it by saying only through faith can we hope to do anything eternal, right? Otherwise, we're just bound to this mortal body. Um, and so legacy, if it's going to be eternal, has to be a, a faith investment, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I would like uh, to be remembered as someone who, who followed Jesus, someone who had, uh, who had faith even in, in good times and in bad, right? Um, someone who, uh, who Jesus loved dearly and who, who loved Jesus back dearly. Um, and if I can impress that upon my two sons, uh, upon their kids, uh, and upon many, many other people, um, my life will not have been wasted. Yeah, I hope that your legacy is also that Brooks Church was a raving success. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we pray for that. Pray for pray for Brooks Church in its fledgling state. Uh, that. Uh, well, it's just not, not that it would just be a success, but but that people would come to know Jesus through it. That's the point, right? Especially since it's going to be one of the only churches in that area now. That's right. Yep. Yeah. How about you, Christiana? What do you think your legacy will be? I am going to have a checkered past, actually. So I know we all do. I know a mm-hmm. lot of people are not going to want to accept what my beliefs and what my values are now, but. What I want to leave an impression of is, if people can remember, I'm always trying to understand the perspective of others. I'm always trying to understand why people believe what they believe and follow what they follow. So that way, not so I can follow alongside with them, but so that way I can understand that's what makes them who they are. And that I am so flawed, but I am still growing And I just want to leave my legacy of curiosity, that everything I did was because I was curious, because I wanted to have knowledge, because I wanted to understand things and not just sit fixed in my own mindset and continue to stay stagnant. And that's what happens a lot as a child when you don't know how to speak up and communicate. And if my stepmom ever listens to this episode, I am sorry for being so stagnant, but... I I want you to know that I'm still trying to grow and I'm still trying to ask questions. Thank you for sharing. Next week, we're going to have um, Karen Seal talk about school law. So we will be back with school information. Talk Law Radio.